You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. We hope you are bringing your employment rights with you into your workplace. Sometimes your employment rights are the most loyal friend you can have. This week, we're talking about the new normal or some employers expecting you to plug into online office meeting systems like Teams, Zoom, Asana and GoWebinar as early as possible and then expecting you to log off as late as possible as a way of proving that you are working hard enough or long enough to be worthy of the salary you are being paid. And under these testing circumstances, workers are asking whether they have an employment right to disconnect from these types of services at the end of their contracted daily working hours. And that got us thinking, what we know is that COVID has definitely changed the workplace landscape forever and many more companies are now accepting different forms of agile, hybrid, fluid and flexible working systems which promote a mix of office-based working and home-based working with some employers going all the way and unplugging sections and whole workforces from office-based work systems altogether. But it seems from the reports of employees that despite their bosses seemingly embracing mixed approaches to working, working remotely has led to some harsh approaches from employers regarding how employees are expected to prove they are doing their jobs. One example is the concept and practice of e-presenteeism, which is creeping into workplace vocabulary and practices. Presenteeism is the opposite of absenteeism and it's when you feel like you are expected to be online much more than necessary to prove you are doing your job. And when this happens, e-presenteeism can then develop into a need to turn up to work online and power through the day as best you can, even when you are feeling unwell because of a fear of being judged that you are not pulling your weight in the workplace or being accused of slacking off on full pay. And the practice of e-presenteeism has not been helped by the use of monitoring software by some employers who use the software to track productivity of its staff. Now, monitoring staff working online is nothing new. Way back in December 2020, when the lockdown was nine months in, the Guardian newspaper was reporting on the impact of online micromanaging of employees by employers using online software and the sense of panic that this brought to staff teams who feel they're under surveillance. And The Guardian also pointed to sophisticated updates in packages like Microsoft Teams, which can allow managers to see how many emails people are sending, for example, or how many people staff are communicating with, and even allows managers to zero in on individual staff to see how much people are participating in daily group tasks. 
The concern is that this monitoring environment has now become firmly entrenched in our homes. And for many workers, the impact feels extreme without any real discussion about why there is a necessity to monitor every inch and minute of the working day when prior to lockdown, the same staff worked the business perfectly well without this level of intrusion. And employees feel that the issue is an issue of trust. And it's experiences and feelings like this which have led employees to look at employment rights and in particular the right to disconnect. The right to disconnect focuses on the need for employees to have a legal right to log off from their computers at a time in accordance with your contract of employment and then not be expected to answer emails or calls or do anything related to work outside of normal working hours. Other EU countries are already considering this right and France brought this right onto its statute books way back in 2016. Employees and their representatives feel that the mix of working from home and from the office has brought with it a hidden epidemic of overtime, some of which is caused by e-presenteeism. And this is happening, they believe, because of the blurring of normal working hours between home and work and how this overtime has now become the expected norm from employers who almost see this high level of productivity as a kind of payment for the employer's goodwill in letting you work from home. Kind of like I'm scratching your back and letting you work from home when I don't have to. So in return, keep these high productivity levels up to convince me, the employer, that home working is still a good idea for you. And as if to cement the point about the negative impact of workers feeling like they need to be online for as long as possible, research conducted by the Health and Safety Executive in December 2021 found that the pressure to keep on working online with no right or policy to support staff to disconnect from systems was adding stress and mental health and wellness, with almost a million workers reporting new work-related illnesses between 2020 and 2021. Currently, the UK does not have an employment right covering a right to disconnect, and there are no plans to bring such a right onto the statute books in England, although Scotland are in discussions about how such a right can work in a post-COVID workplace. So what can you do if you feel pressured into remaining plugged into your workplace online system to prove you are doing your fair share of the work? The main thing you can do is to keep a rough record of your working day so you can evidence a picture of how long you are spending on the workplace systems. And particularly if you're working overtime, what you are doing during those hours. And it's simply a case of just marking it in your Outlook or work calendar. You can simply just write in the work you are doing after hours. And you can also use the same system to log your daily hours. And this information will become very important for any next steps that you may wish to take. 
which include asking your manager for a meeting to discuss how the balance of your work has changed or has been impacted by your belief in an expectation that you should be online for longer hours than your contracted start and finishing times. A second point to consider is that just as monitoring software can give your managers information about your levels of productivity online, it can also provide evidence of your start and finishing times and the work that you are doing. The difficulty might be, however, that your employer is unlikely to share this information with you, although you could use a Freedom of Information Act request to request that your employer releases that information to you because it's information related to you. Now, your employer might then use the Data Protection Act or GDPR to suggest that there's confidential information on there. But that is a bridge that you will have to cross at the time and then get into discussions about what information you are asking your employer to release. And the third and final point that you can consider is whether or not you will have a claim under the Working Time Directive. The total number of weekly hours that you can be expected to work is covered by the Working Time Directive, which is also then covered by the Health and Safety Executive. And the maximum number of hours that you can be expected to work per week is 48 hours. And if you're expected to work more than 48 hours in any week, then you have to formally sign out of your right, which you can do. But there needs to be a formal record with your signature on it to say that you are opting out of the working time directive, which says that you cannot work over 48 hours per week. And then there are also other elements to the working time directive, which cover things like daily rest breaks, weekly rest breaks and annual leave. So here, when focusing on your information to see whether your employment rights are being breached under the working time directive, your focus should not just be on the hours you are expected to work, but should also be about the impact on your legal breaks being interrupted by the expectation that you need to be constantly present online for many more hours per day and per week than your daily and weekly contracted hours. And if when you add up your hours, you are consistently working more than 48 hours per week, then you're going to be slipping over into the working time directive, which is a very stringent piece of legislation to prevent your employer from unofficially expect you to work more than 48 hours per week. And if this is the case, then you should really be into the realms of considering submitting a grievance to your employer asking your employer to rectify the situation. But what if your employer doesn't rectify the situation? What then? What if your employer dismisses you for asking to work your contracted hours under the working time directive? What would you be able to do about that? When it comes to asserting your right under the working time directive, 
you can make a claim to an employment tribunal under Section 104 of the Employment Rights Act. And under Section 104, you can approach a tribunal for unfair dismissal for asserting a statutory right. And that statutory right is the right that is protected within the Working Time Directive. And the Working Time Directive falls under Section 104. Now, the importance of Section 104 in employment tribunal law is that Section 104 relates to practice and conduct of the employer, which is automatically unfair. And for automatically unfair dismissals, you do not need to have two years continuous service with the employer. And that's it for this week. What we hope you get from this week's episode is some recognition that feeling unable to disconnect or being required to remain connected to your office online work system outside of your working hours is a thing and that it's wrong. And also that there are things you can do about these types of practices that infringe on your right to a normal working life. Your starting point is to begin to keep a record of what's happening to you at work and then use that record to start a conversation. Remember, you can find all our contact and support links at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast episode. And it would help us if you can let others know that we are here. Until next week, have a great Employment Rights Week. Bye for now.